0: Chapter 3, verses 9 through 14 of Catena Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 9 through 10. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance, and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Origin No one that remains in his old state and forsakes not his old habits and practices can rightly come to be baptized. Whoever then wishes to be baptized, let him go forth. Hence are those words significantly spoken. And he said unto the multitude that went forth to be baptized of him. To the multitudes then who were going forth to the laver of baptism, he speaks the following words. For if they had already gone forth, he would not have said, O generation of vipers. Chrysostom The dwellers in the wilderness, when he saw all the people of Palestine standing round him and wondering, bent not beneath the weight of such respect, but rose up against them and reproved them. The Holy Scripture often gives the names of wild beasts to men according to the passions which excite them, calling them sometimes dogs because of their impudence, horses on account of their lust, asses for their folly, lions and panthers, For their ravening and wantonness, asps for their guile, serpents and vipers for their poison and cunning. And so, in this place, John calls the Jews a generation of vipers. Basil. Now, it may be observed that the following words, natos and phileos, are spoken of animals, but genimon may be said of the photos before it is formed in the womb, the fruit of the palm trees is also called genmina, but that word is very seldom used with respect to animals, and what it is always in a bad sense. Chrysostom. Now they say that the female viper kills the male in copulation, and the photos, as it increases in the womb, kills the mother, and so comes forth into life, bursting open the womb in revenge, as it were of its father's death. The viper progeny, therefore, are parasites. Such also were the Jews, who killed their spiritual fathers and teachers. But what if he found them not sinning, but beginning to be converted? He ought not surely to rebuke them, but to comfort them. We answer that he gave not heed to those things which are outward, for he knew the secrets of their hearts, the Lord revealing them to him, for they vaunted themselves too much in their forefathers. Cutting therefore at this root, he calls them a generation of vipers, not indeed that he blamed the patriarchs or called them vipers. Gregory, because the Jews hated good men and persecuted them, following the steps of their carnal parents, they are by birth the poisonous sons, as it were, of poisonous or sorcerous parents. But because the preceding verse declares at the last judgment Christ shall be seen by all flesh, It is rightly added, Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? The wrath to come being the awarding of final punishment. Ambrose, we see these men through the compassion of God, inspired with prudence to seek repentance of their crimes, dreading with wise devotion the terror of the judgment to come. Or perhaps, according to the precept, Be wise as serpents. They are shown to have a natural prudence, who perceive what is coming, and earnestly desire help, though they still forsake not what is harmful. Gregory, but because he cannot then flee from the wrath of God, who now has not recourse to the sorrows of repentance, it is added, bring forth therefore fruits. Chrysostom, for it is not sufficient for the penitent to leave off his sins. He must also bring forth the fruits of repentance. As it is in the Psalms, depart from evil and do good. Just as in order to heal, it will not do to pluck out the arrow only, but we must also apply a salve to the wound. But he says not fruit, but fruits, signifying abundance. Gregory, he warns them that they must bring forth not only the fruits of repentance, but fruits worthy of repentance. For he that has violated no law, to him it is permitted to use what is lawful. But if a man has fallen into sin, he ought so to cut himself off from what is lawful, as he remembers to have committed what is unlawful. For the fruit of good works ought not to be equal in the man who has sinned less, and the man who has sinned more, nor in him who has fallen into no crimes, and him who has fallen into some." In this way it is adapted to the conscience of each man, that they should ask for so much the greater blessing on good works through repentance, as they have by guilt brought on themselves the heavier penalties. Maximus. The fruit of repentance is an equanimity of soul, which we do not fully obtain, as long as we are at times affected by our passions, for not as yet have we performed the fruits worthy of repentance. Let us then repent truly, that being delivered from our passions, we may obtain the pardon of their sins. Gregory, but the Jews, glorying in their noble birth, were unwilling to acknowledge themselves sinners, because they were descended from the stock of Abraham. So then it is rightly said, and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham for our father forastom not meaning thereby that they had not descended in their natural course from abraham but that it avails them nothing to have abraham for their father unless they observed the relationship in respect of virtue for scripture is accustomed to entitle laws of relationship such as do not exist by nature but are derived from virtue or vice to whichsoever of these two a man conforms himself he is called its son or brother cyril for what profits the nobleness we inherit through the flesh unless it be supported by kindred feelings in us it is folly then to boast of our worthy ancestors and fall away from their virtues basil for neither does the speed of its sire make the horse swift but as the goodness of other animals is looked for in individuals so also that is reckoned to be man's legitimate praise, which is decided by the test of his present worth. For it is a disgraceful thing for a man to be adorned with the honors of another, when he has no virtue of his own to commend him. Gregory of Nisau, So then, having foretold the casting away of the Jews, he goes on to allude to the calling of the Gentiles, whom he calls stones. Hence it follows, For I say unto you, etc chrysostom as if he had said think not that if you perish the patriarch will be deprived of sons for god even from stones can produce men unto him and prolong the line of his descendants for so has it been from the beginning seeing that for men to be made from stones unto abraham is but equivalent to the coming forth of a son from the dead womb of sarah ambrose but although god can alter and change the most diverse natures yet in my mind a mystery is of more avail than a miracle for what else than stones were they who bowed down two stones like indeed to them who made them it is prophesied therefore that faith shall be poured into the stony hearts of the gentiles and through faith the oracles promise that abraham shall have sons BUT THAT YOU MAY KNOW WHO ARE THE MEN COMPARED TO STONES, HE HAS ALSO COMPARED MEN TO TREES, ADDING, FOR NOW THE AXE IS LAID TO THE ROOT OF THE TREE. THIS CHANGE OF FIGURE WAS MADE, THAT BY MEANS OF COMPARISON MIGHT BE UNDERSTOOD, TO HAVE NOW COMMENCED A MORE KINDLY GROWTH OF MANHOOD. Origin, IF THE COMPLETION OF ALL THINGS HAD BEEN THEN ALREADY BEGUN, AND THE END OF TIME CLOSE AT HAND, I should have no question, but that the prophecy was given, because at that time it was to be fulfilled. But now that many ages have elapsed since the Spirit spoke this, I think it was prophesied to the people of Israel, because their cutting off was approaching. For to those that went out to him, that they should be baptized, he gave this warning among others. Cyril by the axe, then, he declares the deadly wrath of God, which fell upon the Jews on account of the impieties they practiced against Christ. He does not pronounce the axe to be yet fixed to the root, but that it was laid, ad redisum, i.e., near the root. For, though the branches were cut down, the tree itself was not yet entirely destroyed. For a remnant of Israel shall be saved. Gregory or we may take it in this way the tree represents the whole human race in this world but the axe is our redeemer who by the handle and iron as it were is held indeed in the hand of man but strikes by the power of god which axe indeed is now laid at the root of the tree for though it waits patiently yet it is plain what it is about to do and we must observe that the said axe Is to be laid not at the branches, but at the root. For when the children of the wicked are taken away, what is this but the cutting off of the branches of an unfruitful tree? But when the whole family together with the parent is removed, the unfruitful tree is cut off from the very root. But every hardened sinner finds the fire of hell the quicker prepared for him, as he disdains to bring forth the fruits of good works. Hence it follows, every one then. Chrysostom It is elegantly said that beareth not fruit, and it is added good, for God created man an animal fond of employment, and constant activity is natural to him, but idleness is unnatural, for idleness is hurtful to every member of the body, but much more to the soul, for the soul being by nature in constant motion does not admit of being slothful. But as idleness is an evil, so also is an unworthy activity. But having before spoken of repentance, he now declares that the axe lies near, not indeed actually cutting, but only striking terror. Ambrose, let him then that is able to bring forth fruit unto grace, him who ought unto repentance, the Lord is at hand seeking for his fruit, who shall cherish the fruitful but rebuke the barren verses 10 through 14 and the people asked him saying what shall we do then he answereth and saith unto them he that hath two coats let him impart to him that hath none and he that hath meat let him do likewise then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him master what shall we do and he said unto them exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. Gregory. In the preceding words of John, it is plain that the hearts of his hearers were troubled, and sought for advice from him. As it is added, and they asked him, saying, etc., origin three classes of men are introduced as inquiring of john concerning their salvation one which the scripture calls the multitude another to which it gives the name pharisees and a third which is noticed by the appellation of soldiers Theophylact now to the publicans and soldiers he gives a command to abstain from evil but the multitudes as not living in an evil condition he commands to perform some good work As it follows, he that hath two coats, let him give one. Gregory, because a coat is more necessary for our use than a cloak, it belongs to the bringing forth of fruits worthy of repentance, that we should divide with our neighbors not only our superfluities, but those which are absolutely necessary to us, as our coat, or the meat with which we support our bodies. And hence it follows that he who has meat, let him do likewise. Basil. But we are hereby taught that everything we have over and above, that which is necessary to our daily support, we are bound to give to him who hath nothing for God's sake, who hath given us liberally whatever we possess. Gregory. For because it was written in the law that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, he is proved to love his neighbor less than himself, who does not share with him in his distress those things which are even necessary to himself therefore that precept is given of dividing with one's neighbor the two coats since if one is divided no one is clothed but we must mark in this of how much value are works of mercy since of the works worthy of repentance these are enjoined before all others ambrose for other commands of duty have reference only to individuals Mercy has a common application. It is therefore a common commandment to all, to contribute to him that has not. Mercy is the fullness of virtues, yet in mercy itself a proportion is observed to meet the capacity of men's condition, in that each individual is not to deprive himself of all, but what he has to share it with the poor. Origen. But this place admits of a deeper meaning, For as we ought not to serve two masters, so neither to have two coats, lest one should be clothing of the old man, the other of the new. But we ought to cast off the old man, and give to him who is naked. For one man has one coat, another has none at all. The strength, therefore, of the two is exactly contrary. And as it has been written, that we should cast all our crimes to the bottom of the sea, so ought we to throw from us our vices and errors, and lay them upon him who has been the cause of them. Theophylact. But some one has observed that the two coats are the spirit and letter of the scripture. But John advises him that hath these two to instruct the ignorant, and give him at least the letter. Bede. What great virtue there was in the discourse of the Baptist is manifested by this that the publicans, nay, even the soldiers, be compelled to seek counsel of him concerning their salvation. As it follows, but the publicans came. Chrysostom, great is the force of virtue that makes the rich seek the way of salvation from the poor, from him that hath nothing. Bede, he commands them, therefore, that they exact no more than what was presented to them. As it follows, and he said unto them, do no more than what is appointed to you. But they are called publicans who collect the public taxes, or who are the farmers of the public revenue or public property. Those also who pursue the gain of this world by traffic are denoted by the same titles, all of whom each in his own sphere he equally forbids to practice deceit, that so by first keeping themselves from desiring other men's goods might at length come to share their own with their neighbors it follows but the soldiers also asked him in the justest manner he advises them not to seek gain by falsely accusing those whom they ought to benefit by their protection hence it follows and he says unto them strike no one i.e. violently nor accuse anyone falsely i.e. by unjustly using arms and be content with your wages. Ambrose, teaching thereby that wages were affixed to military duty, lest men seeking for gain should go about as robbers. Gregory Nazianzus, for by wages he refers to the imperial pay, and the rewards assigned to distinguished actions. Augustine, for he knew that soldiers, when they use their arms, are not homicides, but the ministers of the law, not the avengers of their own injuries but the defenders of the public safety otherwise he might have answered put away your arms abandon warfare strike no one wound no one destroy no one for what is it that is blamed in war it is that men die who some time or other must die that the conquerors might rule in peace to blame this is the part of timid not religious men the desire of injury the cruelty of revenge a savage and pitiless disposition the fierceness of rebellion the lust of power and such like things are the evils which are justly blamed in wars which generally for the sake of thereby bringing punishment upon the violence of those who resist are undertaken and carried on by good men either by command of god or some lawful authority When they find themselves in that order of things in which their very condition justly obligates them either to command such a thing themselves or to obey when others command it chrysostom but john's desire when he spoke to the publicans and soldiers was to bring them over to a higher wisdom for which as they were not fitted he reveals to them commoner truths lest to be put forward the higher they should pay no attention thereto and be deprived of the others also end of chapter three verses nine through fourteen